Welcome to episode 59 of The Journey is the Reward. The opening and closing music is performed by the Modelizio Youth Choir. I'm Brian Coleman, and I've been a frequent flyer for a large portion of my life. As a result of traveling around the world, I've flown over 5 million miles. 3 million of those miles have been flown on United Airlines as a member of their Mileage Plus program. This has earned me premier 1K status for life. Will I get to be a lifetime global services member after flying 4 million miles? Probably not. However, with my co-host Micah, we will discuss my continuing adventures, the passenger experience, conversations with subject matter experts, and who knows what all else. The goal is to document the journey as it is the reward, so let's get started. Hey Micah, it's nice to be with you again and have us sitting in our proper seats. Well, you know, I'm really glad that we're doing this because I said that I like Tampa a lot and I want to go back there. And so why don't we go back to Tampa for this episode? (laughs) Yeah, this time it'll be me going to Tampa and meeting you. I think that's a good idea because while I did enjoy going to Tampa and, you know, I I mentioned that I got to meet with you, which is always great, and got to meet your mom and your mom's friends and your cousin and some of our listeners. I also got to see my old high school teachers, which was just incredible. Haven't been friends with them forever. They became friends with my mom, but they, my old teachers, to be able to see them as my friends, just unusual. Got to meet with my cousin. And other than that, I never need to go to Florida again, other than to visit your mom. Yes, I understand completely. It's the only reason why I want to go there as well. Well, we'll get to your trip to Tampa in a little bit, but did we get any listener feedback? Unfortunately, the best part of the show, hearing from our listeners, we did not get any feedback this episode. So please, if you have something to say, let us know. Send an email to brian at thejourneyistherward.org. And you can send an audio file, send an email. Just get in touch with us. We love hearing from you. And if we've offended you, you can write into I am really offended at yahoo.com. And, and based on the last episode's listener feedback, you can know that we respond to those as well. Yeah, and who knows? We might get some pizza comments in the future. You know, it's always time for a piece of pizza. So no listener feedback, but did we hear from listener Lou? We did. Listener Lou sent in a question, so let's hear what listener Lou wants to know. Hi, Micah and Brian. You guys seem to recommend and promote some companies to your listeners a lot, such as Flighty and T-Mobile. Are you guys getting paid by them? Or at the very least, are you getting some cool free swag? Listener Lou wants to know. So yeah, we do seem to talk quite a bit about certain companies, Flighty in particular, T-Mobile's another one, and we talked about them both in the last episode. But I think we do need to let our listeners know that we have been evaluators for both T-Mobile and Flighty, and we are a standard reviewer for Flighty. We both have Flighty that we do not pay for. But as I've said many times, and I think you've agreed that if we had to pay the $9.99 a month, we would do it because it's really incredible. I use it primarily following friends' flights, following your flights to see how that goes, but a lot of other friends as well. And I've offered a lot of feedback to the folks at Flighty, and I think you have too. Yeah, absolutely. And instead of doing the monthly subscription, I think I fly so much and I like it so much, I'd actually pay for the lifetime subscription. And last time I looked, it was $250 for a lifetime subscription, which works out to where they would have to be in business for five years in order to hit that break-even point. But I really think they're going to be around in five years, and I think I'm going to be flying in five years. So the lifetime subscription is a really good deal for people that fly a lot. 
And the other thing we probably need to say about Flighty is currently they are only an iOS app. They're not available on Android, but I suspect at some point or another, they may be there. At least I hope so. Oh, I really don't care if they're an Android app or not, because why does anyone need an Android phone? I am really offended at Yahoo.com. <laughs> I can appreciate those with an Android phone. It's not for me. I prefer iOS, but I know people that love Android, and a lot of people do like it for whatever reason. I am really offended at Yahoo.com. Perfect. Yeah, and as far as T-Mobile goes, yeah, we did receive an uncarrier, but I think that we also provided really good reviewer feedback to them over features we liked and features we didn't like. As far as the T-Mobile service goes, we get absolutely nothing for that. No discount off of our bill. I think we're just fans of T-Mobile and are quite happy to pay for them as a service and share our feelings about T-Mobile. Yeah, we both did get the Uncarry-On, which was a uh, fabulous carry-on suitcase. And uh, I liked it so much that I actually bought two to give away as gifts. I can continue to recommend the uh, Uncarry-On. It's created by Samsara Luggage. However, it's not available any longer. That was a promotion that T-Mobile did for about a year, and they stopped sometime in July. So it's not a, uh, a carry-on that you can buy any longer. You can buy similar things from Samsara, but not with everything that was in the Uncarry-On. And so you don't have to only get it in that T-Mobile magenta. But again, we interviewed someone from T-Mobile, talked about the Uncarry-On, and they were kind enough to send us each one of their that we both use and we both like. Yeah, absolutely. And they send it to us after the conversation. So it's not as though we receive that as compensation for doing the review. Nor did we know we were going to get one. Yeah, exactly. So that's where we stand on SWAG. And for those that don't know, SWAG stands for Stuff We All Get. But we can be bought. So if there is anybody out there that wants to sponsor us, give us your offer and we'll consider it. And if anyone wants to give any plus points, quite happy to take them as well. We will podcast for plus points. <laughs> there you go. Now, in the additions and corrections and shout out section, you came across something really interesting about Baltimore Washington International Airport. BWI is an airport to go to if for no other reason than you really need to use the bathroom. They have been rated, believe it or not, as the best bathrooms in any airport for this year. And I've seen pictures and I have to tell you, I would be proud to take, I would be very happy to be able to use the restroom at BWI. Incredibly clean, floor to ceiling doors on the stalls and just beautiful, really well-designed bathrooms. And I think one of the things that might be important to some of the male listeners here is they talked about at the urinals, there's a place for your bag where you don't have to abandon your bag in order to use the urinal. And I know I really appreciate that because I kind of get nervous having to leave my bag out of sight. I'm actually looking forward to traveling through BWI so I could experience that and see if the bag is still safe outside of the splash zone and still keep it within eyesight. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I always get nervous taking my bag into the bathroom anyway, because let me ask you a question before we go any further. When uh -oh. you pack your bag, where do you put your bag when you're packing it? I never put it on my bed, if that's what you're talking about. I'm really sensitive about the wheels and the underside of the bag. So no, I do not do that. But I think many people do. I was going to say, I'm the same way. It never goes on my bed, but I don't think that everybody thinks about that. And yeah. if you're dragging your 
going down a grimy sidewalk, going into a bathroom, you have no idea where your wheels in the bottom of the bag is sitting. So just a little piece of advice. Don't pack your bag on your bed. Yeah, chances are it's not water that's on the floor. Exactly. Speaking of not water on the floor, you flew to Tampa. Yeah, there was water in Tampa Bay. There certainly was, but it wasn't on the floor, which is good. And there's no telling what's in that water either. So (laughs) how were you rooted? Were you able to fly direct to Tampa? I was a segment short on achieving legitimate 1K status for this year. So I flew through Denver. I could have flown Los Angeles to Tampa, but I did Los Angeles, Denver to Tampa, and the same routing on the return. So I had all of my segments. Now, as a lifetime 1K status member, what do you get that's different? Why do you need to be able to get that 1K status for the year? I get an additional 280 plus points for becoming a 1K member. Wow. So regardless of the plus points you get annually just for being a lifetime 1K member, you got an additional 280 points by changing your route. Well, I'm actually not sure if that's a true statement, but I get them in the month of November instead of waiting until February. So I could use them sooner if I have a flight coming up. I honestly, I truly don't know if I will get an additional 280 plus points the end of January, beginning of February when they uh, normally give them out. Well, let's find out. Let's put that in our notes because we need to put that put that on your calendar. I'm going to want to know that come January or February because, wow, could you imagine 560 plus points? That would be great. Yeah, that would do me for a year. That's Then we wouldn't have to beg for plus points at the end of the show. No, then you're going to be able to fly me to Singapore in the style to which I've grown accustomed. It could do that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting. I actually flew on a 787 from Los Angeles to Denver. That's a short hop for that aircraft. It sure was. And I wish that it was really the Denver to Tampa flight that was on the 787, but it wasn't. But it was still nice being in the 787. I just like that aircraft. Boeing did a really good job with that as far as I'm concerned. Now, were you up front? I was not. This particular plane had three cabins of service. So I was in the purple seats in the premium plus section. And that was really nice. And I was in the first row of that. And one of the things that I noticed is that it was actually better for such a short flight being in that row than the only seats that were available that I could have gotten upgraded to in business class were the very last rows. And I got served food and beverage long before the people sitting in business class got their service. So it was actually better service. Well, that's just because they know who you are. No, I don't think that's it at all. (laughs) But you did make it up front into the cockpit, didn't you? Yes, I did. And this time there were three people sitting up front and I wasn't really prepared for that. So I felt kind of bad. There was a captain, there was a line check airman on board, and then there was another captain who was transitioning to the 787. So he was going along for some training really to get experience in flying or seeing how the 787 is flown before he goes to all of his transitioning classroom work that he has to do. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say that's kind of a short flight to require a third pilot. 
Yeah, so he was up there just really observing, and I gave the card and the hook to the captain and the first officer, and I didn't have an extra card for the transitioning captain, but I did have an extra hook, so I gave him a hook, and he was super happy to receive it. I look forward to hopefully someday flying with him again and being able to present him with a note card as well. Now, the captain was formerly in a different type. Yes, he was a 777 captain before he transitioned over to the 787. He was based in Newark, and I asked him if he knew about assistant chief pilot Captain Chris, and he said that he's heard of him, but he's never met him or didn't know him personally. So that was sort of unfortunate. But it was nice just being able to name drop and have the captain know about Captain Chris. Sounds like you were short a flight attendant. Yeah, I was really surprised. I was expecting there to be eight flight attendants on this flight, but apparently the bare minimum for the 787-8 is seven flight attendants. So when I've taken it internationally, there are eight to 10, depending on where I'm going. But domestically, they really cut back on the flight attendants, and I believe mostly to save money. And unfortunately, it's cutting back on the service as well. Did you find that the service was worse or, or different? Because I was sitting up front in premium economy, I got served right away. I just think that with one less person, they had to work extra hard. And I'm not sure if the extra flight attendant or the missing flight attendant was in the economy section or in the business class section, but either way, they just had to work their butts off in order to service everyone on that short flight from Los Angeles to Denver. Well, that is a short flight, and apparently you encountered a little bit of weather in Denver. Yeah, it was so nice to see, early in the season, snow on the ground. So the mountains were snow-capped, and although there wasn't any snow at the airport itself, but in the surrounding area flying in, there was snow on the ground, and it was just really pretty to see. How long did you spend in Denver? The layover was a little over an hour United has a really large presence as it's one of their major hubs, and they've expanded into a new terminal. In the new terminal, they've created this glorious, really gorgeous two-story club. I was able to check out the club. They've done it in the theme of a gastropub. Ooh. Yeah. So it's multiple levels. They have a foosball table. They have a shuffleboard table. It's nice seeing some games around. They have a bunch of different rooms where you can sit, some quiet space, some conversation space. They have a huge buffet area that had really good food. There are also two fireplaces, one on each floor. So you can kind of sit by the fireplace and get warm, pretend you're in the mountains that are surrounding Denver Airport. They had two really nice, well-appointed bars. And one of the things that I was really impressed with is they had Empress Gin. Ooh, wow. That's something I know you like. Yeah, Empress Gin's really neat. If no one's ever had it, it's really kind of fun because it's dark in color. And it'll change to either a blue color or a purple color based on if you add acidic or a base product to the drink. So it's fun just watching the gin change color. It makes your gin and tonic really a colorful drink for a change. It does. Now, you said that there was sort of a problem with the soup. There were actually several problems with this new club. And the first one being signage to find the club. So there really isn't any good signage. You have to know where it is in order to find it. 
I talked about the food being really good, and you mentioned the soup, and they have a really tasty soup in a terrine, except the sneeze guard is so incredibly low, you can't raise the handle out of the terrine properly to fill your soup bowl. It just seems like such a big miss on their part where they didn't do any sort of customer testing before they installed this stuff. You know, it just goes along with United being great in the air and having issues on the ground. <laughs> One of the other signage issues were the signs to the lavatories. There was a sign on the wall and had an arrow pointing to a direction, but the direction wasn't the direction of the lav. The lavatories were down a hallway, so the arrow was pointed in the wrong direction. Oh, my gosh. And I talked with one of the agents about it, and she said, yep, we get that comment a lot. And hopefully someday they will come in and fix the sign so people can find the bathrooms. <laughs> it's the wrong way, Cargan of restrooms. <laughs> uh, just so funny. But so here you have this brand new, gorgeous club. And uh, signage to find it is difficult. Signage once you're inside is difficult. Certainly getting your soup is difficult. But everything else about it was really spectacular. So I was really happy that I had the opportunity to check it out. Well, I understand they had a great garbanzo bean and green chili dish that was just really super, but probably would work for you and me, but maybe not everybody else. Yeah, it was a tad bit spicy. I really liked it, but I think probably, oh, I don't know, 95% of the world's population would not appreciate the spice on that. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So anyway, you ended up flying from Denver to Tampa. What kind of aircraft were you on there? That was on a 737. Okay, so not the most comfortable airplane in the world. Strange, though, that it would be such a smaller aircraft for the longer haul. It is, but I think you just have to look at the quantity of people going to Tampa. The service that United has from other airports, they just don't have the lift, I think, in order to justify a larger aircraft. Well, pretty much United is going domestic here in the U.S. They have a huge 737 fleet, and they're adding more. You know, I love Boeing products. At least I loved Boeing products. Not so much anymore in terms of some of the newer 737s that are coming out. But I think for just a single-aisle aircraft these days, I think the 737 is the wrong choice. I find that the Airbus, the A320 fleet is far more comfortable. And I know it's more comfortable for the pilots and the flight attendants, too. Yeah, I know what you're talking about in that the A320s are wider than the 737. On board, quite honestly, I don't notice. They're both fine for me. Yeah, I understand the point. I'm just not as passionate about it as others, I believe. Now, United is pretty good about having at least text service on all of their flights where you can text back and forth regardless of whether or not there's mm -hmm. internet service available. Did you have internet service? Because we get free internet service from T-Mobile on a lot of airlines. Did you have that? Yes. T-Mobile internet was working on the flights to and from Tampa. And it was really nice because in addition to free texting as a T-Mobile customer, you also have free access to the web. So I could check email as well. Now, did you have that from, uh, I forgot to ask, did you have that from LA to Denver? Yeah, the T-Mobile service was working there as well. You know, again, as listener Lou asked, we're, we don't get anything from T-Mobile, but what a great feature to have that when you're flying, if the plane is equipped with it, you're not paying anything additional for internet service on, on the aircraft. Yeah, and I think the day pass for this would have been $10, $12. I can't remember exactly what it would have been for a day pass for this. 
but just with T-Mobile service, I get it for free. And you know me being so frugal, I like free. I completely agree with you. So how was the flight into Tampa? Comfortable? Good flight attendants? Good service? Yeah, there was nothing out of the ordinary that happened. Flight attendants took great care of me, had a chance to talk with them in the back. I got to ask them my standard lavatory questions, which was which was kind of fun. And yeah, they just did a great job. Now, let me ask you this. You got to Tampa. I think you got in a couple of days before me. Did your mom know you were coming? Oh, of course not. I surprised mom again. Now, how do you surprise her? Did you knock on the door or do you have a key these days? <laughs> Well, she lives in a facility now that has, I don't want to say security because it makes it sound like she's living in a prison, but it's not that way. So there's there's a doorman there, except after six o'clock at night, the doorman goes away and they lock the door and you need a key fob in order to get in. My mom only has one key fob and I can't get another. So therefore, I have to rely on other tactics to get in the building to surprise her. That's indeed what I did. And what were those tactics or don't you want to say? Well, I arrived on the night of the Republican debate. My mom and her friend stayed up to watch the debate. My flight got in right about when the debate was over. My mom's friend was very concerned over me getting to the apartment on time in order to get in before she had to leave and my mom went to bed. And fortunately that night, my mom decided she wanted to stay and watch the commentary after the debate. And my mom's friend stayed there long enough where finally I texted her when I was at, at the entrance of the parking lot. She told my mom she had to go. She came downstairs, let me in the door. We went back up the elevator, opened up the door. My mom was still there watching TV and she had no idea. She was just wondering who was walking in the door. She had no idea it was me. That's great. That's really <laughs> wonderful. And I know that she enjoyed it. I think she mentioned that in the interview. And what was also fun is that you didn't tell her I was coming either. And then I showed up and we'd never met before other than over Zoom. And But she knew exactly who I was when I walked in. It was just great to meet her. Really super. And I actually have a recording of that that we can play. So, Mama Coleman, there's someone to meet you. Well, I Hello. guess don't, you don't even have to get up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you. So Mike. nice to meet you. It's the main man, Micah. Hello, very nice to meet you. Yes. Thank you. 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 Thank is Micah coming? No, no. <laughs> well, I never technically said no. I just said Breeze hadn't started surface yet. Well, they at least flew yesterday. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Is it? Is it nice? Oh, absolutely great. The service was incredible. The people were nice. I even, I, I was in first class because that's where they sent me, but, but I, I even sat in the back and even those seats are great. I mean, really very He came from Portland, right? Portland, Maine, yeah. Yeah, I'm so happy to meet you. You I don't know. To meet you. And I'm I'm glad you're so nice to my son because he's such a pain in the ass. He's well yeah, that's why he reminds me of my brother, and that's why we're like brothers. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a great friend. You really you gave me an incredible gift, Mrs. Goldman, and I can't thank you enough. Everybody loves Brian. As they should. What's not to and love? 
Look, he's been spending all my money. No, all of my inheritance. What are you talking about? <laughs> Every day he orders something. Well, he's trying to make your life easier, right? With my charge card. Then he realized he didn't have my charge card. It's on his. Yeah, it's all on my card. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. And I For said, her. ha, 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 I knew. <laughs> Okay, so that's just the meeting when we were down in the lobby right, okay. of you meeting my mom. That was just so much fun. It was so wonderful to meet her. And what a surprise. And uh, she's a delight. I really liked her. But, you know, you mentioned her friend, her friend, her friend. Well, her friend is Linda. And isn't that the Linda you went to South Africa with? That actually is. And we talked to Linda, too, about your trip. We did, and we made a recording of it. So let's listen to that recording now. So finally, while I'm here in Tampa... I get to meet listener Linda. Now, listener Linda is not just a listener. Listener Linda had an incredible privilege. She got to travel with Brian. And I think that's fabulous. And you got to go someplace that I have never been and always wanted to go. So it was in February of 2023, you and Brian took off and went where? To South Africa. First time in South Africa? First time in South Africa. Now, what would possess you, first of all, to go to South Africa, but secondarily, and maybe more important, to go to South Africa with Brian. That question's easy. Brian came to his mother the May before for a combination Mother's Day birthday present. It surprised her. We were out shopping. And he had all these wonderful pictures of Africa, the animals, and I'm a big animal freak. I love animals, all animals. I said, I would give anything to go. And he said, he could make that happen. And I said, okay, when do you want to go? I'll take you up on that. That's great. It's great. So Brian booked all the travel? Brian booked everything. And you flew United? Yes, we did. And were you in Polaris class? Yes, we were. Now, let me ask you this, because you, do, you, do you normally travel Polaris or first class? No. Okay. What was it like for you getting into Polaris class for the first time? Amazing. Amazing. I don't know that I don't have difficulty flying any distance any other way after flying like that. Now, did you end up in the Polaris Lounge? Yes, we did. And the food was wonderful. Did you go to the sit-down restaurant? Yes, we did. And that was in? Newark. Yeah, so the food was even good in Newark at the lounge. And that's saying something. It is. <laughs> As we know, United Newark catering is not necessarily up to par. But in the lounge, it's usually pretty good. Oh, it was excellent. No, it was good. I mean, you flew from Tampa to Newark, which is what, about two and a half, three hours, more two or less. Two and a half, yeah. Three, yeah. But then you got on, you had some time in the, in the lounge, and you got on the plane, and it's a long flight to South Africa. Uh, very what long. is it, about 10, 12 hours? It was more than that. No, it's 16. 16 hours to South Africa from Newark. Did you think about that going on, what it would be like to be in the plane for that long? I was scared to death. I thought I'd need sleeping pills or something, but it was so, it was so comfortable. And so nice that it didn't feel like 16 hours. Did you sit side by side in the center or did you have a, a window seat? No, we didn't sit together. We were diagonal. She was one row ahead of me. So one in front of the other. A couple of drinks? I don't drink, unfortunately. That's not unfortunate. I'm just curious. But, <laughs> well, because the drinks were free. <laughs> yeah, but still great service, I'm great sure. Great service. Anything you want. They have snacks. The whole time, 16 hours, you could get anything you want. And did you sleep on the... Wait, Mike, I'm sorry. I need to interrupt here and say, you say you don't drink. However, on the way back, I introduced you to the sparkling wine. Yes, he did. (laughs) Did you find out you like Prosecco? Uh, Whatever it was, it was very good. 
No, it was actually... And I had two. It was actually a South African sparkling wine. It wasn't Prosecco. Oh. Yeah, it was really good. And you didn't bring any back for me? I drank it all. Sorry. I love sparkling wine. That's really one of my favorites. I really enjoy sparkling wines. But anyway. Well, I was nervous, so he said I should have one. And were you nervous after that? No. I was feeling no pain after that. (laughs) And one led to the second, and then it was lights out, and Linda slept the whole way home. (laughs) Did you sleep on the way over, or were you too excited? I was too excited on the way over. I did sleep on the way back. Okay. Now, you land in South Africa after 16 hours. You're exhausted. What was it like getting off the plane and being in the South African airport and getting ready to find your hotel? I was just, I don't know, naive, I guess. I didn't expect Johannesburg to look like New York. (laughs) I was amazed. I was like, I I expected to be in Africa, in the jungle somewhere. It was just a city. It could have been anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like being blindfolded and left at a mall any place in the country. You have no (laughs) idea where you are, but you know know you're at a mall. That's all it is. It's like you're in a city. Very, very similar. I'm assuming you checked into a hotel in, in Johannesburg yes. and kind of spent the night and recovered and tried to get your, 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 your wheels back onto you. Yeah, so that because, you know, all the jet lag and all that, 16 hours. And then where'd you head from there? From there, we got on the um, hop on, bump off bus and we traveled around and we went to a museum. So that was all Johannesburg. So we went to the Apartheid Museum and we went to Constitution Hill. So really, the hop-on, hop-off bus is just really nice being able to tour a city, see the various sites, and get a good overview. As I said before, whenever I go to a city for the first time, that's my favorite way to get to know it, is get on a hop-on, hop-off bus. Otherwise, you don't know where you want to go. Yeah, I like to do it, and I like to to take it around, all the way around in one loop the first time, and then decide where I'm going to get off and come back. Right, then do the second loop and figure out where you're going. And South Africa has such an amazing history, and you must have just learned so much going through there. It's unbelievable. Just... But this, it, it's such a difference. You go through the part of town that I guess the wealthy people live in, and they're behind eight-foot walls with barbed wire on the top of them. And then you just cross the street, and it shacks. Oh, gosh. It sounds just, yeah. You, you see a lot of poverty, but you see a lot and of wealth. And Brian kept on saying, in Linda's perfect world, it would be different. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's just a place where you have townships where the blacks were forced to live in. But it's very family oriented. So you could have blacks with a fair amount of wealth live there amongst their relatives and other neighbors that could be incredibly dirt poor. So it's just very weird for an American to experience such economic diversity in the same place. Right next to each other. Yeah. Now, you wanted to see animals. Now, obviously, there weren't a lot of animals in Johannesburg. No. Johannesburg was New York. So, did you go to uh, Kruger National Park? We went to Kruger. We spent one day at Kruger, and then we went to a private reserve. But it was excellent. So, what animals did you see? Oh, tons of elephants and giraffes and... Zebra? Zebras, and the last day I got to see a leopard was the highlight of the whole thing. Wow. And a lion? And tons. Oh, tons. We had a lion walk right on the side of the truck. Oh, my gosh. The, the safari vehicle. He told me to put my hand down and pet him. 
But I didn't do that. <laughs> really? You were allowed to actually reach out and touch the no, lion if you wanted to? I don't I think, think he was so. No, he was joking. That. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> but we were just about close enough where you could do that. We well, were probably, what, five, six feet away from the lion walking down the street. I don't even think that far. Yeah. Three feet, maybe. I, I love cats, and I love big cats, too, because really, when you look at them, big cats, they like the same things as little cats, only if they get angry at you, you're going to know. You're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. Well, this one walked in front of the Jeep for, oh, I don't know, a mile, probably. Yeah, probably. And he kept on crossing the street. I said, yeah, I think he wants us to pass, because he kept on going from one side <laughs> of the street. I'll show you the pictures later. From one side of the street to the other side of the street. And then finally he gave up, and he just let us go. And then he started walking right on, right next to me. That's wild. Now you know, and it was, uh, yeah, wild lion. <laughs> it was not a zoo. It was wild. Now and, oh, Brian's been to Kruger National Park a number of times, and I've always thought, you know, in Kruger National Park, what are you going to find? All over the ground is going to be Kruger ants, and he's never brought back one for me. He said that there's none there. Did you find any Kruger ants? No. You see, I guess you, I guess you weren't lying then. See? <laughs> so in Kruger National Park, where you were staying, you were up there, you were staying in, in what's known as a lodge. Mm -hmm. What's that like? I mean, I think of hotels and things. I think of a lodge, I think of just a hut. Was this nicer than uh, that? A hut is a good word. No, but it was a very nice hut. <laughs> it, was, it was really very, very nice. It was a thatched cottage. Comfortable? Very comfortable. Was it? Right, but it had hardwood floors, had solid walls, just had a thatched roof. Okay. So had a private bathroom in the unit. We had outdoor dining. It was like a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, there was a swimming pool. Was it really there. warm? Was it air-conditioned? Was it? Uh, I mean, what was it like up there in terms of comfort levels? I was never warm. It was comfortable. It was seventies pretty much the entire time we were there. That's great. Oh, it's beautiful. And so. After all, the animals and, 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 and Kruger National Park and the private reserve and all that, then you flew down to Cape Town. Right. And he wouldn't tell me it was a big surprise. He's very big on surprises. <laughs> Howard drove us around. We ended up in a place full of penguins. Simonstown. Hundreds and hundreds of penguins. And people don't think of penguins when they think of South Africa. No, I was amazed. Yeah? Because I had no idea. I was like... Penguins? And I think it's on Netflix. There's a five, six-part series called Penguin Town, and it documents the penguins in Simon's Town. And it's really good, so anyone that's a Netflix subscription should definitely check it out. That sounds great. And what did you think of Cape Town? It's an amazing town. I mean, it's not, it's a city, but it's, it's right there on the coast. How, how did you like Cape Town? Loved it. I loved being right down on the coast. We took a Fenecula up so that we'd have a better sight of the point with all the water, and oh, it was beautiful. That's great. And, yeah, uh, and then those, we went to the Cape of Good Hope as well. I was going to say, for those listeners that may not know, a funicular is like a, an inclined railway, usually cogged, sometimes it's cable, but it's a way to get up high on a hill. And, uh, and I think it's based on an Italian word, but I can't remember for sure. You might have heard it in the opera, funiculi, funicula, but anyway. And this one was cable-based. Cable-based funicular. That's great. And so, Cape of Good Hope? Yep. The Cape of Good Hope, when I think of that, I think of explorers. I think of Magellan. I think of, although he went everywhere, but I, I think of sailing ships and, and, and the oceans converging together. Was it as beautiful as I imagine it to be? It, it is beautiful. It is really, really beautiful. And lots and lots of shipwrecks as well. 
I bet. So it was definitely dangerous in a sailing ship going through that part of the world. Well, there was a whole museum part that had all the pictures of the ships that had gone down. and. So think of the whole trip to South Africa. What comes to mind in terms of a highlight? What would you say was the, when you think about it, as soon as you tell somebody South Africa, what's the first thing you say? Animals. Yeah? Yeah. Going out on the truck to see the animals in the wild is just amazing. And what did you think of the people? Because I actually think of the people before the animals. The people were very friendly. Yeah. Extremely friendly. And the people at the private reserve that we stayed at, they were, they actually made him, I happened to mention, much to his, he got very upset with me, that it was his birthday while we were there. Sure enough, that night, I don't know how they managed to pull it off, but Vision made us, Vision was the cook, cook chef, made us all our meals, uh, made him a birthday cake. Oh, my How gosh. How she pulled that off, I have no idea. Well, because we were several hours from... Any a, kind of store. The closest thing that could resemble a town. We were way far away from every form of civilization. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so for her to make a cake, and it was delicious Yeah, and as I, well. I asked them how, at one point, I asked them how far away the nearest stores are. I mean, you've got to get provisions. How do you do... And they said it's a three-hour trek to go shopping, and they only do it once a month. Wow, I guess you better not forget the eggs. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine coming home without the milk? I mean, really? Exactly, yeah. But she managed to pull together, and the cake was delicious, too. Oh. Better than any bakery cake could have been. It yeah. was good. That's great. All the food there was excellent. She yeah. Was, yeah, she was a really matter good Matter of fact, cook. we were talking to her about how much would it cost to get her on a plane home with us, because we were good at Smuggle her in. <laughs> I think that's a great idea because then you can have Vision, your baker, and then Chef Kathy is a regular cook, and boy, you guys would be catered oh, just perfectly, right? It sounds like a plan. <laughs> did you fly back from Cape Town, or did you fly go back to Johannesburg and then come back this we way? We flew back from Cape Town. And there was a little bit of a snafu in boarding the plane, wasn't there? There was a big snafu <laughs> oh. about boarding the plane. I don't understand what went on, to be honest with you. He would have to tell you, Brian would have to tell you what went on. We went through security. We went through everything that we were supposed to go through. We're online. We're at the gate. And all of a sudden, these six, six, I think, guys in uniform came, set up tables, and made us go through security individually again. And they emptied every suitcase. They went through everything. So I don't the, know what they were looking for, but I was terrified, which is why I had to drink. <laughs> so they, they, they knew your reputation, I take it. I, <laughs> they thought I was smuggling something. Wow. Yeah, they ended up doing a secondary screening, not only on all the passengers, but they did the plane as well. So they basically took apart the plane, had to go through all the catering carts, all the... Um, I said they thought there was a bomb on the plane. I was a wreck. Oh, gosh. But it was just a random security check that they right. did. But the panels in the bathrooms that are normally sealed, they had to pull all them off. They did a they phenomenally thorough, thorough inspection. Yeah. Looking I would, for something. I would think that would make you feel more secure once you got on the plane. That all of a sudden you know that everything is good. I, I wasn't getting over the anxiety of why they were doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so two glasses of sparkling wine. Yeah, and sleep. <laughs> Did you sleep the whole duration? No, I didn't sleep the whole duration, but I slept a good portion of it. For the time you were awake, the service was good coming back, too? Service was excellent. Food was excellent. Everything was excellent. That's great. 
Linda, I am so glad to finally talk to you about this in person rather than hearing the story. Oh, I'm from so Brian. glad to meet you finally. Because your story is much better than the way Brian told it. Oh. <laughs> of course. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You know, Linda is also really, really sweet. I was just so happy to meet her. I could see how much fun it would have been to be with her in Africa. And it sounds like she just had a great time. Oh, she does. And her New York accent just cracks me up as well. Yeah, she's a really nice person, really good friend of my mom. And just so happy that we were able to go on that trip. And I was able to provide her with really a trip of a lifetime for her. And she just loved the animals. And I think she's ready to go to Singapore with you now. Come on. We could turn this into a great big meetup road trip. Sounds like fun to me. So anyway, you got there a couple of days before I got there. You left about a day before I left. But your flight back to Denver, it was pretty fun. Nice aircraft. It was. It was a 757-300. A super long 757. It's the big one, that's for sure. 234 passengers on board a United 757-300. Yeah, and there were 14 empty seats. So again, the flight attendants had to work their butts off on that flight. Oh, gosh, I can't imagine. Were you able to get in the cockpit on that aircraft, or was it just too crowded with the single aisle? No, no, no. I was able to get up there and say hi to the guys up front. Yeah, it was a typical, normal, just, hello, you guys are busy. Really appreciate what you're doing. I'm getting out of your hair now. I love the 757. It's just, it, it's a rocket ship. It's a great airplane yeah. and pilots love it too. And I was just going to say, and they talked about how much they love flying the 757 as well. So yeah, that was, that was good. So the other thing that happened when we were down there together in Florida is we had a meetup and we went to your pizza place, which really, when it comes right down to it, it's not your pizza place. It's not my pizza place. It's your mom's pizza place because it's pretty much in the parking lot of where she lives. Yeah, it is. It's phenomenally convenient. They have really good food. And we had some really good listeners participate in the meetup. Why don't we hear what they had to say? So, Brian, we're actually having the meetup and you brought some people with you. I know. Isn't this incredible that people actually showed up to our meetup? I think it's absolutely fabulous. But you know what's amazing? I mean, your mom had to come and we'll talk to her in a minute. And I suppose Linda, who hangs out with your mom, had to come too. But you had a cousin that actually showed up. Friends and family. It's all important about friends and family to fill the audience. So, Cousin Dawn, did you have any idea that you were going to face all these people here when you showed up to see your Aunt Dolores? No, I did not. And what do you think about this kind of group? It's very interesting and entertaining to watch. Cousin Dawn really doesn't want to talk to us. But that's all right, because we have Mama Coleman, and Mama Coleman is absolutely fabulous. What did you expect when you came here? Did you think there was going to be anything like this kind of meetup and people showing up? No, I didn't. It was a, another surprise and Brian's long list of surprises. But aren't aviation people fun? Yes, absolutely. Now, Linda, you knew this was going to happen. Did you expect that we were going to get people to show up just to come meet me and Brian and you guys? No, I never expected it. I thought he was crazy. <laughs> And one of the things that's amazing, and I don't know if you could ever hear any of that conversation, aviation people really hang together. Did you have any idea how that works? No, not until I talked to you two guys together today. I didn't know that it was like one big happy family and that everybody watched everybody else's podcasts and knows each other. I think this is great. 
It's kind of like hangar talk. You're just meeting new old friends all the time. Well, I'm going to listen to more podcasts. Well, you're one of us now. Thanks so much for being here. See, Michael, we've converted another. Yeah, well, you know, we're on that mission. You know what? Let's ask Jay a question. How are the wings? The wings are fantastic, Micah. Well, that's good to hear. We're here with Sean and Jay. We've got two people here, as well as Sean's girlfriend, wife-to-be Penny, who will be back in a moment. And the meetup's already going wonderful because Brian's mom is here, Brian's here, Brian's mom's friend Linda's here, Brian's cousin Dawn is here. we got a great crew. But we've got... And we've got a wonderful waitress here, too. And she's bringing incredible-looking subs. Wow, they have more than pizza. Jay, you drove up. I got an email from you saying you were coming. Described who you were. You walked in the door. I knew exactly who you were. And then we found out we have a main connection. Tell us a little bit about the main connection. We do. We have a main connection, for sure. My, um, my parents are both from Maine. Uh, I was born and raised in Maine in Portland and uh, spent some time living in Biddeford when I was young as a kid and then up in Aroostook County um, and talking about aviation. Uh, my passion for aviation started in Frenchville, Maine at Foxtrot Victor Echo uh, where I worked in high school uh, as a line guy. I was the only person there at the airport. I would uh, rent out the one rental car that we had and I would go out and fuel up the airplanes when it was 20 below zero with blowing wind, I'm climbing the ladder uh, putting 100 low lead into the wings and, uh, and I worked in exchange for flight instruction up there and I was very fortunate and blessed to be able to uh, to solo uh, when I was 16 years old in 1994 I believe in May I have the newspaper clipping that my mom uh, my mom saved and, and that's where my passion for aviation really began and over the years I've been able to get my private my instrument my multi-engine rating I've been able to share uh, a Bonanza airplane with a good friend of mine in Pennsylvania, which is where uh, we lived for the last 17 years. Um, almost as beautiful as Maine is. Um, I, I, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yep. But uh, but now I'm just enjoying uh, being here, meeting uh, Micah and Brian and uh, and the rest of the folks that have come out to just talk about their passion of aviation and airplanes and. Uh, it's just a, it's great to finally meet you guys. I've been um, listening to you guys for a long time. You do great work. Well, thank you, and thanks for coming. And then we have listener Sean. And Sean, you're also a private pilot. And where did you hear about this crazy meetup? I heard about this on APG. It was, uh, what, I guess two weeks ago we uh, mentioned this. And I, I'll be honest, I haven't listened a little bit because I've been too busy trying to get my uh, ratings done here. But um, yeah, I've been listening on there since about uh, 2015, I think it was, episode uh, somewhere in the 90s. So Now, you had mentioned that APG is the most expensive podcast you ever listened to. Can you kind of, that, that, that's a little interesting st statement to be making. Oh yeah, this is the, the, the whole idea of the coffee fund, that's a gateway drug. That, that, that's, what they, that, that's just the introduction, is eventually you listen long enough, you start looking at these planes and want to get on them. Then you realize you want to fly them. That's when it gets expensive. So you're on your way to your PPL at this point? Is that what's going on? Yeah, at this point, just need to get the uh, written done because all the testing centers were closed for COVID. So I got, got written, get the check ride, and then uh, get, the, you know, get my PPL, and after that, straight to instrument. We mentioned that you brought your incredibly wonderful fiance with you, Penny. Now, Penny, are you going to talk with us? Yes, you are. You really need to. question I need to ask you, Penny, is how do you put up and decide you're going to marry a man that's going to be spending all this time learning to fly and flying? 
because I love to travel. And so I like the idea of that when we actually get on the plane, it's on our time and not on the commercial flight's time. So if we want to just decide, hey, let's go up to Niagara Falls and get some poutine, we can just get on the plane and go up to Niagara Falls and get us some poutine. Or if we want to go get some um, gumbo in uh, New Orleans, we can go get some gumbo in New Orleans. It's all on our time and not on Delta's or any of the other commercial flights. Well, I can't help you with the gumbo, but if you want to come up to Maine, we can find some poutine, can't we? What do you say, Jay? You can find poutine in Biddeford? Oh, absolutely. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for coming to the meetup. It just once again proves that aviation brings people together. So nice to have you here. Yeah, so that was an awful lot of fun meeting with them. Oh, had a great time. It was really fun. The pizza was good. Wasn't New York style. Wasn't Chicago style. It was its own unique style. And it was very tasty. And and the other thing, you said, I'm happy to have anything on it except for fish or fruit. And I said, okay, let's get pineapple and anchovy. But you weren't up for that. <laughs> so we went for sausage and meatball. And it was very good. Yes. And I still want to know why you don't think that was New York style pizza. Anyway, time for another uh, podcast for that. But you did get to meet my cousin Dawn. And that was really nice. What a sweetheart she is. Just really, really nice. And boy, did she not want to talk to us. <laughs> At least not on the mic. Exactly. Not, yeah. Boy, put the microphone in front of her face and all of a sudden, uh, yeah, did not talk. And I could tell that's probably the only way to make her quiet. Yeah. Yeah. She's, well, she's a school teacher and boy, does her job with the kids. But yeah, put a microphone in front of her face. No, not so much. She wasn't having any of us. Well, that was a lot of fun. And I hope we get to do that again sometime. It was. And for the listeners that want to listen to the podcast again. How can they support us? Well, the best way to do that is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening and leave us a five-star review. And if you want to, there's also a donate tab. If you want to give us a little money that would go toward the show, it only goes toward the show, toward the equipment, toward the online experience and all those other things. We don't use it for our travel. We're not going to put it toward money to Singapore, but we will podcast for plus points. Yeah, because Micah doesn't want to sit in the back of the bus going to Singapore. That's for sure. Oh, God, no. <laughs> did you like the way I turned that around? Because usually you do the intro for the... Yeah, I was going to say, did I did I get that right? Boy, I had no idea that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then something else that you don't know is coming. Micah, how can people get a hold of us through social media? Well, you can always write to us at email, and that is brian at thejourneyisareward.org. And social media is Twitter, TJIT Reward. Instagram is Brian Global Traveler. And Facebook is Brian, the Journey is the Reward. And if you want to find me, you can find me directly on Twitter. And I am MaineFly, M-A-I-N-E, like the state of Maine, fly. Brian and I are going to fly again someday. Now, we didn't really have a mileage standing last time. I think we gave it out. But we're at the same point, aren't we? We are. I was at 3,039,265 miles. Well, well, that's where I was the time before the episode, which means I guess I was at 3 million. 44,001 miles after my trip to Tampa, which means I have 955,999 miles to go for my 4 million lifetime global services status. 
Now, I know you don't have anything planned in terms of traveling next time. The first time, I think, in forever, in 59 episodes. No, I take that back. <laughs> in 59 <We> years. <laughs> yeah, 59 years. But you are talking about Singapore. Any idea when that might happen? Right now, it's probably going to be the end of April. But as far as dates go, no, don't have any dates. And it's really dependent upon my neighbor's schedule. And over the holiday season, we're going to be getting together and hopefully firming up those dates. So after the first of the year, I think we'll be able to report when it is we're going to when it is I'm going. Hopefully you could join us we're going to Singapore. And don't forget, you need to get in touch with Captain Chris to see if we're going to have a trip to Denver. And then hopefully in the spring, we'll be going to the Yankee Air Museum together. Not hopefully. We're going to go to the Yankee Air Museum together. It's just a matter of getting it all scheduled. Yep. Sounds good to me. So from Portland, Maine, this is your main man, Micah. And this is your global traveler, Brian. Fly safely. And this is Tom Petty and Bus to Tampa. need to take a breath right into i am really offended at yahoo.com and based on last week's listener feed and based on last ep and based on the last episode's listener feedback you can know that we respond to those as well i Did didn't we hear had, I, I i didn't have to transition to listener loop from that <laughs> i'll get it <laughs> so yeah you know we do need to tell our well i mean if you start that because i really fouled that up it says denver to tampa i was yeah yeah denver yeah, the, 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 the. First time in South Africa? Wait, wait, wait. Hold, on, hold, hold on. Hey, peanut gallery. I got pictures. Um, yeah, this is an audio like, podcast. Like pictures don't work so well. No, pictures don't work. Yeah. <laughs> a bus to Tampa? Why would you ever want to take a bus to Tampa? Oh, get on the bus. thought that was hop on the bus, <laughs> Gus. Oh, and I just noticed you get to see I haven't shaved. Oh, you're growing a beard? No. Okay. <laughs> it's just lazy this morning. <laughs> <laughs>